The summer 22 playoffs are underway and not too many upsets, except there was a full round of upsets in the first round. And that's where it ended. So that leaves us with the top four seeds ready to go in the semifinals. As a fan, I'm excited. As a player, not so much. But let's break down why. <laughs> in the post-game show for the first round and quarterfinals, we have Tim, Cade, and Aiden standing by. I'm Joey, and I'm going to start by pulling up the bracket. So it's awesome that we already got this ready to go. And I think this should do it. So there we go, guys. You can see my screen for a second. Uh, you can see the first round there, the 8, 9, and 7, 10. We're going to break down all these games, and we'll pull this back up at the end to uh, preview the semifinals. But as you can see there, the Duguay's boys advance at 9 o'clock, as do the Werewolves at 8 o'clock over the halfway crooks. Lob City takes down Bogey Kicks, who won their first game of the season in the first round. So kudos to them. A win's a win. No Hogan brothers or not. It's revenge for week eight when it matters most. And the Rhode Island Warriors get the win over Sin City. I was busy shooting 20% as a team uh, at eight o'clock. So I'm excited to see what happened in that one. But I know Gian uh, and Charles were there. So um, Rhode Island Warriors rolling. That's their seventh in a row. Duye's boys improved to nine and oh. The Werewolves, I think, are six and three. Even the records don't matter, but it's you know still six wins uh, out of nine games in Lob City. Looking to get revenge. They looked, I mean, for those who saw Lob City, they looked uh, like a like a force. We saw Jose back and their full team. So all nine guys, possibly for the first time this season, all on the court together for Lob City as they get ready to defend their title and uh, avenge a couple losses in the regular season. But guys, we will start with those first round matchups. Let's start with the upset that I think is more of an upset because the eight, nine, maybe we can debate if that is an upset. I would say Ozone going down is an upset, especially after what they proved all season, being a hot team coming into the playoffs. But it is Bogey Kicks who takes them down 73-63 in the first round. Uh, David Zapina, 38 points, 14 rebounds. Uh, he did a lot. And again, notably, no Hogan brothers. But for long stretches there, Andrew Kavang, Paul McGuire, Zach Brooks, we were like, all right, that might this is looking good. Like, you know, they, all right, they're playing Ozone basketball. And then just not enough in that fourth quarter. And so who was on that game? Tim, great. So we're going first. All right. I know we played musical interns last night. So Tim, uh, Ozone and Bogey Kicks. It is Bogey Kicks getting the win. Let's focus on that first game and what they were able to do to get their first win. Yeah. So for Bogey to get their first win, I would say it was the David DePina show without the Hogan brothers, it was obvious that DePino was able to get to the rim at will. Uh, as you can see, he only missed one shot that wasn't a three, which is pretty incredible. It just shows uh, how he was able to get to the rim. Chase Banks, as well as the type of player that likes to get to the rim. And they didn't really have anyone. They were matching up Zach Brooks on him. That's just a big mismatch in terms of size. So um, Great win for Bogey Kicks. They uh, have been playing great basketball recently, competing pretty much with every team, and they deserve this win. Mike Evans, again, hit some big shots. Uh, he makes that team go, setting them up, running them through their offense. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so, you know, we touched on that. I mean, you can see there on the screen, Andrew Kavang, Paul McGuire, and Zach Brooks scored all but six. So, Missing the Hogan brothers on vacation. Apparently they always go the first week of August, which for the most part is the playoff. So now we know <laughs> if that's when they go on vacation, it's going to be tough. Um, but yeah, I mean, credit to Bogey getting that first win. And so 
you know, I know we have, we're going to talk more about them. I mean, even just, we can let Kate or Aiden jump in on this one, as far as the ozone boys, you know, a capper on their season, but you know, anything from the box score that, that stands out to you guys on them. I mean, eight for 27 for three, you know, that could have been one way to overcome no Hogan brothers. We can, we'll put Aiden on the spot, even just looking at the stats from this one uh, to kind of put a bow on it. Um, what do you see? Aiden? I see potential in ozone boys next season. If they return, with the lineup of Andrew, Paul, and Zach, like they they stepped up. I didn't see this game, but they did step up without the Hogan brothers, and it it showed. I know they lost, but it showed, and they were able to fill the gaps and fill the points that the Hogan brothers would actually score. So if they do our return as a team next year and they bring back the same roster, they're going to be a deadly team, I think. They went on a three, almost four-game like win streak in the last couple of weeks. And they, like we said, you didn't want to play him in the playoffs. It just happened that the Hogan brothers weren't there, but again, you don't want to see him in the playoffs and they were a good team overall this season. Yeah. And so you've been looking at, uh, you know, bogey kicks, their stats. I mean, five made threes in that first round game, 23%. So we kind of know what they do. Uh, and it matched up okay against Lob City. I don't want to get too far ahead on that one, but we will get to that one. Let's get to that other first-round matchup before we do spend some time on these semifinals, which I am excited to break down as both, well, all four of those teams, all two matchups, happened in the regular season. So at least we have something to go off of looking at those uh, upcoming semifinal matchups. But going to the other first-round matchup, it was the nine-seed, yeah, nine-seed Lincoln 18ers taking down eight-seed only the fans. So that means the other two of you guys are on the spot. We'll go to Cade first on this one. Uh, as far as how the Lincoln 18ers were able to get, that'll be their third win. So there you go. So they ended the season with three wins. They got their playoff win and advanced to the quarterfinals. And Cade, you know, I know it was a close one. And then they won by, what, 10 exactly? Yeah. So 61-51. But um, I know it was close in the fourth quarter, close in the second half. And so what was the difference for the Lincoln 18ers? I think the difference here was locking down Jaron. Um, it seemed they had Chris Adams on him a lot. Um, and sometimes the Hamilton brothers, uh, they did a really good job locking him down. He was only able to get, I think, three tough layups. I don't think he hit a three this game, um, if I'm correct. But, yeah, the, uh, the defense for Lincoln 18ers really was what won them the game. I know they had a lot of big steals there at the end, some good blocks. Uh, both team shooting wasn't really there this game. Um, but I would say the strong – suit for only the fan was Tucker. And uh, other than that, really nobody was, was there to help him. You see everyone shooting uh, pretty, pretty terribly to say the least, but Tucker was able to make plays, keep them in the game for as long as he could. But when it came down to the, to the last quarter, Lincoln 18ers were able to lock down and get some good shots and make that, uh, make that difference big enough to get that 10 point win. All right, Aiden, we're going to you. Were they playing defense? Was it was it a case of like, you know, their opponent, you know, situationally playing defense? Or let's let's, you know, one last time, right? About only the fam. Go ahead. <laughs> I think this is the best defense they've played all season. And they held Lincoln to 61 at Lincoln, not discrediting them, but these two teams, this matchup could have gone either way. And Maybe it was just the way the only fan was playing, but it seemed like Jaron just kind of took a back seat and it was the Tucker show, as Cade said. But 
they played defense and it was a close game throughout. So they actually had to play defense. And it just, like Kate said, they had Chris Adams on Jaron and they, he kind of locked them up. And we haven't really seen that. But it, they did play defense. As you know, I'm, I'm historically saying they never played defense. But this game, I think they played the most defense they played all season. Hard fought game, very close game, a very entertaining game to watch, even though they weren't two star studded teams. A good, entertaining playoff game. And congrats to Lincoln and Teeners for their win. They deserved that win. They grinded for it, played team basketball. And unfortunately, they fell to the Duyas boys, but they were able to pick up their win in the playoffs. They won a playoff game, which I don't, I don't think even they expected that, but they played a great season. Yeah, a win's a win, especially when it happens in the playoffs. Uh, let me just say, you know, the post-game interview by Tom Carroll, who will hopefully be a dunk contest judge for us. Uh, he's just a character, and it's great. Um, but his post-game interview was exactly what you'd expect. Um, he amped it up for the playoffs as well. Let's put it that way. So definitely check that out on Facebook. It'll be on Instagram later this week. I laughed uh, watching it the next day. Um, so good for Tom Carroll. But yeah, I mean, neither team in this game shot over 35% from the floor. So is it defense? Is it missing? Just both teams happen to miss shots. We'll see. Uh, this is a transition that is not fun, but surprisingly, a team in the eight o'clock game in that first round matchup would have taken you know, 35% shooting uh, from the floor. Uh, yeah, uh, in their in their playoff game. As we get to the halfway crooks and the werewolves, so we first round in the books. Let's get to the quarterfinal matchups now. We'll start with that four or five matchup, the halfway crooks and werewolves, as we know, because in week seven, these teams played and we went over all the, the matchup. Uh, it's been a lot of werewolves recently, and that continues. It's four or five in a row now. It's two and zero in the playoffs for sure for the werewolves. And what I was referencing was a 27% field goal percentage for the halfway crooks and a five for 25 night from three. Uh, I don't care who you're playing. That's, you know, sure. Credit to the werewolves defense. And I'll let you guys even touch on that. At some point, it doesn't matter who you're playing. It's going to be very difficult to overcome that, especially, you know, and I'll speak for myself on this one for a team in the halfway crooks that would rather be a low scoring game, but not a, you know, 43 point win for, for a team. It's not that, that not that low scoring uh, for, for any team. So it is a werewolves getting the win 56, 43. They advanced to the semifinals. I'll look up the stat. The werewolves tweeted something about how many times they've been in the semifinals. So credit to them. But before we look ahead, as they get ready to take on the Juvia's boys in the semis, let's focus on this one. And, uh, you know, I think it would have been Aiden was gone. Was it who was there? Tim, let's go back to Tim. There we go. Cool. You too. Perfect. We'll go to Tim first. And, uh, you know, what exactly the werewolves were able to do in addition to that defense to get the win? Go ahead, Tim. Yeah. So um, early on in this game, um, you know, it was close to the start. Uh, seeing Jeff Winchell get into his spots early on, whatever he wanted to Connor Harrington which is probably one of the only guys in the league that can match up with him size-wise, I would say. Um, but overall, just like not good shooting um, from, honestly, either team. But for the Crooks, I think it was obvious to see that uh, Spence was off. Um, Mark, uh, I feel like Mark played well in sleeps of that elbow to the nose, but he shot pretty well. But overall, just like – 
like you said, um, you got to make shots to win in the playoffs, and that's just not what happened here. But for the Werewolves, I would say I was kind of expecting to see a Spence-Heston matchup, but it was more of like a, a Spence-Sam Clifford matchup. And I think Sam won that matchup. Uh, he played great D the whole night on him. Um, he was able to chip in and add that secondary piece to Brian, who had a good game. Um, and, yeah, I think this formula to win is good for the Werewolves. Uh, Gino, I would – I think he needs to play better, though, if they're going to beat Duyez. Uh He didn't have the best game, and I know he's capable of more. Yeah, and so uh, just to even while we still have the stats up here, and then we'll get over to Aiden. You know, three for 14 for three. We talked about that before we came on. It's like, all right, something bigger than halfway quick's way, and they couldn't capitalize. Um, go ahead, Aiden, your thoughts on this one. So as you're referring to that stat, the Werewolves have made the semis for the fifth time, and in- the seven seasons that you guys have had it with the winter and the summer. So, and fall, uh, this game specifically, just watching it, it like it was a playoff game, obviously, but it looked like Heston was not trying more. I don't want to say that, but it looked like he not even cared more about the game, but he was kind of going crazy. He was going in the paint, just doing everything he could and actually playing the game that he wanted to play, which he always does. And like Tim said, they need a bigger game from Gino next week and they need a good game from Sam Clifford and they just kind of played cohesive basketball. Like they've, these people have played with each other for a long time, Brian and Gino and even Jared and Connor, all four of them have played a while together and they know each other so well. And I think the key to them facing the Duyez boys next week is just playing the game they want to play and getting the defensive stops they can do because they're a great defensive team and they just look like this is where they belong in the playoffs. Yeah, doing more of what we saw in the quarterfinals for the Werewolves to be important and improving on that for sure. They only shot 43%. And yeah, that's, I'm going to do math quickly. 40 of their 56 scored by Heston and Clifford. And it was, you know, we mentioned last time the Crooks and uh, Werewolves faced off. It was like Sam Clifford with 30 and Heston, you know, didn't have a typical Brian Heston game, even though he still played okay. Um, Definitely. It's one of those games where he was much more noticeable on the court tonight, as we expected. So playoff Brian Heston in full form. We're going to get to, uh, you know, playoff Greg Holt in a second. And I, of course, I'm going to point out when I'm right. Uh, duh. And so even, you know, that's how I know people listen, guys. A lot of cities like you said it. And, you know, they like to they like to pump me up. So then when I'm wrong, they can, you know, really rip us all down. But uh, the werewolves advance. Aiden had the stat the fifth semifinals in seven seasons. So there you go. And they take on, they will take on the DJ's boys. So we'll preview that matchup in a second. Before we get there, let's get to the other quarterfinal matchup between the third seeded Warriors. Yep. And the six seeded Sin City. It was all Rhode Island Warriors, and it looks like a huge second quarter. So that means this one will be all Cade. And I know he might have to sneak off, but let's get to Cade quickly on those Warriors and what they were able to do with the two headed. Well, it was more of like a three and a half headed monster, right? between Hachi being there, uh, but go ahead, Kate, on how the Warriors were able to get the win. So for this game was my most anticipated game, I think, for this week. And to be fair, I think it was the whole team was a monster this game. I mean, they had 19 steals, which is incredible. I don't know if that's a record, but I would have to look into it. Um, but the the key to this one was locking down Devin. Uh, they didn't have a big man. I know um, number nine, I think Antonio, I think his name is, um, was doing pretty good down low. I know he got in a little bit of foul trouble, but 
yeah, they just locked him down. Uh, they double teamed him down in the paint, and then Taj would have to force up a shot. Uh, Justin was hitting uh, pretty good from three. He shot 57%. But other than that, it was just the Warriors outrunning them, getting down there, getting shots. I know they put up a lot more shots. They shot about even with uh, Sin City, but they were just able to put up more shots, uh, stealing the ball, getting fast breaks. And they have a lot of shooters. I mean, Charles, Hachi, and Gian is just a is like you said, a three-headed monster that you can't really defend that well. But even even the rest of the team did a great job defensively. I mean, Gian had seven blocks, uh, five steals. Everyone else had a bunch of steals. Since City wasn't really controlling the ball that well. Um, but this next week's matchup with Lob City, I think, is gonna be a great one because they have a lot of big guys. And Warriors proven without a big man that they can lock down a big guy. So, yeah, it's going to be a great matchup next week. And before we get back to Sin City, Cade, your key to Warriors lob before you sneak off? Uh, I think it's going to be defense for Warriors because we, we know they have offense. We know they can score. I think they've averaged like almost 80 points a game this season. And uh, I think steals are going to be, be key for them because if they can steal it from a – from some of those bigger guys, Colin, Jose, maybe the guys that can't dribble the ball as well as Cody and Greg can. But, yeah, it's going to be defense for Warriors because first game I think they lost by like 50 to them. But it's now come full circle. Warriors have gone a long way, and they're going to prove uh, that they uh, belong in this league. Yeah, and Greg uh, alluded to that. Kate, if you're still around, we'll come back to you. If not, it's all good. But, yeah, Greg alluded to that in the post game. Uh, about the uh, you know Warriors and the last time they played them and how they are rolling. We touched on how it is seven in a row for the Warriors. We're going to talk more about that matchup. We can go to, let's go, I don't know. I, I know Aiden's got, yeah, we'll go back to Tim. It's all good. Hi, Tim. Uh, looking at Sin City, I know we've talked about them a lot, but you know we mentioned how Devin Devonpina, but it is Devonpina, I believe. Did I get it wrong, Devin? Dev? Dev. I know it's Dev. We're doing Dev. That's it. Uh, Dev, I know he had an off night. Maybe it was, you know, jet lag. No, I don't I, I know he was away last week, but uh, that was a huge part in the Warriors getting the win. But what about this Sin City team, you know, stands out to you kind of even looking back at their season, which we don't want to overlook. I mean, a new team, they started out one and two, I think. I don't think it was 0-2. It could have been 0-2. And, uh, and then they really turned it around and were a team that we looked at coming into the playoffs as a sleeper. So go ahead, Tim. Yeah, a little, little on uh, Sin City. Yeah, so I, I'm pretty sure it's, I mean, since these fatal flaws have been there all year, they're close to leading the league in that. And, like, you're just not going to win like that um, because, you know, you're giving the Warriors so many easy transition buckets, that game's going to get out of hand pretty quickly. Uh, but, I mean, I think if Sin City comes back next year, they should, I mean, they should know they can compete in this league. They pretty much competed with Duyez, pretty much, well, not Law because they had three players, but I think if they had Devin Pena, they might have. But I think they can compete with anyone. Um, but I would just say there's always uh, bit them this whole – hope they're back next year. 
Yeah, for sure. And so uh, as we get away from that screen, give me one second on that. Uh, instead of a Sin City Lob rematch, like Tim talked about, it will be the Warriors and Lob City. And so uh, they will face off in one semifinal. I know we previewed it a lot. How did Lob City get there? Well, it wasn't uh, without a little fun on court one at nine o'clock between Lob City and Bogey Kicks, but we talked about how Bogey Kicks were able to win their first round matchup. And because of their seeding, that means they played one of the top two seeds at nine o'clock on the same night, took on Lob City and fell by 14. It was up to as many as let's be generous 25 20 25 in that range is definitely accurate is what Lob City was able to get that lead up to uh, I know Aiden was there so we will uh definitely get to Aiden uh, on this one and what you know I mean I know we're going to focus a lot on Lob City we already talked about bogey kicks they didn't roll over that's for sure but too much Lob City too much playoff Greg Holt uh who yeah had a Greg Holt game, which we talked about during the game that you've seen before. So it's not new to you, but maybe new to some other people uh, who maybe have just seen this season. And uh, like I said, Greg, you know, always seems to step it up come playoff time. So uh, the defending champs, Aiden, they looked like it last night. Yeah, this, like you said, I think this might have been the first time or even second time the whole season that they've had their whole team. And let me tell you, when I saw Jose walk through the door, I'm like, oh, my God, I just saw a ghost because he hasn't been there. And he's a key he's a key piece of that team. He's one of the best players on that team. And like you said, playoff Greg Holt. I think what happened is there was some chirping going on and Greg just took it to heart. And he's like, I'm, I'm going to take over this game. And it looked like he was coming up with the ball every possession and just scoring with ease. And Cody didn't have a really good night, but he didn't play that much because they just kind of they let Colin, Greg, and Jose play a lot. And even Carl Lee had some nice shots, very some pretty big dunks. I think he hit his shoulder on the backboard for one of them. But the key for Lob City, I think, going forward to repeat as champions is to have their whole team there and to just have their players obviously play their roles, but also you get like you get Greg who can go off any given night. And if Cody's having an off night, like he didn't, like he didn't play that well, but or play that much, I should say, or well, but they have all nine guys on this team can score. Now they may not play a lot, but every single player on this team can score, and I think that that's a key. And go back to Bogey Kicks quick. This was their second game of the night, and they might be the only team that has the size to combat. Lob City with Chase Banks and David Tapina and even Mike Evans. But it was an interesting season. They did get their first win. A win is a win regardless in the playoffs. And if they are to come back next season, they do have to make some tweaks and changes of their lineups and playing cohesively as a team. But this game, 65-79, it, it was kind of close. It, it uh, Obviously, Lob City ran away with it in the third quarter. And then Bogey Kicks, I mean, combated that back up in this fourth quarter. It was a well-played game, and both like Tim had said, or even Kata said earlier, I don't remember, but bogey kicks, the last five weeks, they've played very well basketball, or very cohesive basketball, I should say, and they've played well, and if they come back next year, they have, I think they can at least get another win, but it's just that they got their win in the playoffs, they got their one win, and Lob City just looks fantastic in this game, and I think everybody was hyped enough when Jose came, and they're like, 
Oh, we got Jose back. We're just going to roll with it now. Yeah, and the game started with a, like, immediate lob off the tip to Jose. So we all knew he was there for sure. Cade, you were over there, right? Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, let's let's focus on, I mean, Aiden touched on bogey kicks, and and that's great. I mean, let's let's get back to Lob City before we really preview that matchup. I know you touched on it quickly, but even just Lob City in this game and what we saw in their one playoff game so far this season with their full team, putting lineups out there like Colin and um, Nuri and, you know, uh, Carl, right? Um, and then insert other person here. I mean, you can go with Jose, and then that might be one of the biggest lineups the league has seen, minus, you know, some of uh, the, the, the initial Lob City team way back in that first season because they were much larger than this team. Uh, they had some big guys who were like, I'm good <laughs> after playing one season in the league. But they can put lineups like that out there. They can also go smaller, right, and go Victor and Greg and Cody and then put one of those bigger guys in there with them. And now they're a little smaller. They're still able to defend because of Victor and Greg's ability. And Cody is no slouch, but their ability to, to get steals and get out and run. And they're still able to adapt that way. So, you know, what did we see from Lob City, uh, Cade, in this one, at least with their versatility and having all of their players and, and what the, you know, different lineups they can put out there could mean? Yeah, they have they have an infinite amount of possibilities with their lineups. Um, I think they started with Jose, Colin, Victor and uh, maybe Nuri, I think, started. But, um, yeah, that lineup right there is a very hard lineup to guard. I know, like, with Bogey kicks, you have somebody who's shorter than everyone on the court, like Bogey on the court, trying to get someone to defend. Yeah, you can't really pick for him. You kind of maybe have to go to his own at that point. But, um, yeah, having Victor out there to kind of control the floor as these big guys just – lob lob after lob dunks um it's very hard uh lineup to defend but when you kind of switch it up in the middle of the game you get cody out there justin greg you kind of have to change your whole defensive plan um you gotta be able to defend at the smaller position now with these guys dribbling all these guys dribble amazingly and uh the amount of passes that go through each uh possession when those three are on the court is uh very hard you know, you got the whole defense just running around. If you're stuck in that zone, you were just in for the big guys. And obviously, Jose is kind of that X factor. You can't really have a plan to guard him. You know, he's great on defense, and he's just got unlimited stamina, and he's just there the whole night giving you health. So, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, and so one more matchup, and I know it's going to be – I mean, I can even break some of it down for you guys. Um, but let's do it. And so we're looking at the last team – that uh, is in that final four in our semifinals, the Duyez boys as the top seed undefeated coming in, taking on the nine seeded Lincoln 18 ers who had already played once that same night. They do win 115-70. And even by the looks of the box score by halftime, it looked very wide open, as in a huge margin of over 20 points for the Duyez boys. And they continued to grow it later on in the game. Uh, I'll throw some stats up there and then we can even let, uh, we'll get Aiden in there quick and we'll get Cade back in on this one quick. But you know, even, you know, Duye's boys, so talk about having nine guys, right? Uh, there go the Duye's boys, same thing, playing all of their players. And, uh, you know, they shot 58% as a team and 40% from three. So I'll pull the stats up in a second. But if they're going to shoot that well, it's like the opposite of what I said as in the, of the other teams, right? If they're going to shoot that well as a team, I don't care how big or small the other team may be, that's going to be a challenge. 
right? And that's why they're undefeated and that's why they are champions and it goes on and on. Um, you know, it's even playing a team like Lob State, not that they need that type of shooting night because they may never shoot this well in another game this season because it will be in the semifinals and finals, but that type of shooting, you know, against the Lincoln 18ers who, yeah, 39% for them and, you know, 29% for three for Lincoln uh, in that one. You know, again, their second game of the night, a little tired, but let's go to Aiden quick on the Duyas boys. And, you know, we're going to obviously talk a lot more about them heading into next week, but they took care of business for sure in their quarterfinal matchup. So I think with this game, uh, I want us to obviously say Kutu did score and Vinny did. And I think Shane had at least 15, which brings me to my thing is Shane talks a lot and he's very vocal, but when he knocks down shots, he's able to play. And you just look at this. You have six people who scored over double digits. Like, if you have six players scoring over double digits, that's minimum 60 right there. And they shot very well. And this is just the basketball they've been playing the whole season. It was against a tired Lincoln 18ers team. But I do think Ryan Musket was there for this game for the Lincoln 18ers. And he wasn't there in the beginning. So that was a fresh face for them and some more stamina. But – just back to the DJs boys, they played cohesive basketball like they've always played. They got all their players in. Everybody scored in this game, even Verducci and PJ, who I haven't seen score in a, a lot of games. But they are en route to winning their second championship, maybe. They have, they're playing the Werewolves next week, like we'll preview later. But if they can continue playing like this and shooting well and just – Shooting, I they went 100% for free throw. I mean, they only shot three free throws, but still 100% from the free throw line is going to help you even if you shoot only a few of them and the other team misses. But the key to them is just continuing to playing great basketball. And they've played the Werewolves before, so they know how they play. And they've played – I think they played recently in the last two, three weeks maybe. I could be wrong. But familiar teams, familiar faces, and these players know how to guard each other. So I think it'll be a great matchup for them. That's previewing. But, again, the DA's boys just look dominant, as always, in this game. Yeah, and so let's actually, you know, get to uh, to Cade and let him preview the other matchup he hasn't even touched on yet. So give me one second. We're going to stop this. I'm going to get that bracket back up on the screen for you guys as we go to Cade. So looking at the semifinals, I'll do my my read in a second, my, my Homer read in a second as Tim is back as well. But, Cade, let's, you know, I know you touched on Lob City and the Warriors. So we'll let Cade kind of look at, um, do you want to make your pick for that one for Lob City and the Warriors, Cade? Just one word quickly. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I love watching the Warriors, but I'm going to have to go with Lob City. All right, perfect. So we got a Lob City pick for Cade only because I know he's limited on time. Um, and then as far as the other one, Cade, so you can give us some analysis. We are looking at the Duyez boys who we just talked about getting the win and the werewolves who were able to escape with the win, but I'm not even being facetious or anything. I mean, both teams didn't shoot it well in that game, and here they are, right? And a lot of credit to the werewolves' defense. So the last two, those, the last time those two teams played was week eight. So that, what, eight days ago is what we're looking at? And it was a 10-point win for the Duyez boys, and if we remember, it was not, you know, they started some different lineups, they played some different players and then come the fourth quarter, they were like, all right, let's actually, you know, let's keep this a game. And the GA's boys were able to make some plays and get away with the win to remain undefeated, but that wasn't necessarily their plan going in. So I expect them to start their normal lineup this week, especially with the semifinals ahead of us. 
taking on a werewolves who they've played in the playoffs. I'm pretty sure. And have played a ton in the regular season when they were actually, you know, not we're actually trying again. That implies they weren't trying in week eight. You guys get my point. So, Kate, in this one, what's going to be a key as both of these teams at full strength go at it for a spot in the finals? Uh, I know I we covered this matchup in week eight, and uh, I basically said, Duyes are just the better team. Uh, Werewolves are going to have to show up. Sam Clifford is going to have to play out of his mind. Um, Brian's going to have to play out of his mind, usually how he does. But, um, yeah, everyone's on the werewolves is going to have to pitch in because uh, when you got the Duye boys hot, it's, it's a very hard team to beat. When you got Shane scoring 16, looking like his rookie self, uh, it's, it's a very hard team to beat. So, yeah, just going to have to hit their shots, basically. I don't know. But with that being said, I'm going to pick the Duye boys before I, before I send myself off. All right, so we got a Duye's boys and Lob, right, Cade? So there you go. Uh, as I just pulled back up. So, Cade, thank you. All right, so we know Cade's picks. There you go. If he's wrong, you can get at him. Cade Ryan, there you go. All right. Uh, I pulled up the box score from that Week 8 matchup. We can get back to Tim, who is back. Love it. Uh, so, Tim, looking back at that Week 8 matchup, I don't know if you saw it. doesn't really matter. It was a 10-point win for the Duye's boys, and you can see here, you know, two for 18 for the – oh, yeah, two for 18 from three for the Werewolves. There you go. Wanted to make sure I was looking at the right thing. So, we talked about, I think they hit three in their quarterfinal matchup. They hit two in week eight. So I know math is easy in that case. Five combined threes in their past two games as a team. That will have to improve. What's another key for you in this one as we get to that, you know, Duye's boys and werewolf semifinal matchup, Tim? Um, I would say a key for the werewolves I would be to shoot the ball better because as, as we saw against the Crooks and in this game, they didn't shoot well. And the Warriors, I mean, not the Warriors, the Werewolves often are able to beat teams even without shooting well. But I do think that's going to help them out against a team like Duyez that does shoot the ball well, uh, typically when they play. Um, I, I would like to see head on the Crooks game. And that just made it really hard for the Crooks to really do anything offensively. And I think if Heston can put boys offense out of rhythm, which is an incredibly hard thing to do, they could have a shot. But uh, I would be surprised to win, but um, I think it's definitely possible. Yeah, and so, uh, Tim, yeah, let's have it. What's your pick in this one? Do yeas and werewolves. Yeah, um, so I went 0 for 4 on picks last week, so uh, I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to be able to curse this matchup, but I'm going to take Duyez, um in this one. I just think they're operating uh, very well right now. I saw Zach Tartaglia up his game last week. I saw Shane Patrick up his game last week. If those guys are doing that, they have so many guys that can beat you that it's pretty much – like you're picking your poison at that point. All right. So pick for the Duyez boys. Let's turn this off and we'll get back to Aiden. Aiden, let's do it. So they're back at it again. Duyez boys and werewolves. I did pick Duyez as my champion to begin with. And I think I'm going to stick with that. But I think this is going to be a fantastic game. I, like my, I said, my pick is Duyez. No discredit to the werewolves. 
I know Heston can play, and I they need another big game from Gino like they had when they played the DA's boys eight days ago, you said. They need another big game from Gino to even try and combat the amount of people that can score on DA's because you have Yarsi, Tartaglia, Vinny, even John, and John, almost forgot him, and obviously Shane, who can score when they need to. So it's going to be a fun matchup, a intense matchup, I would hope, a very close game, I would hope. But both teams need to be able to hit their shots and do it well. So I hope, not hope, my pick is the Duyas, but I don't think it's going to be by a lot. Yeah, it should be should be a good one. And we'll see if, uh, you know, Brian Heston, I'm having flashbacks of him in the finals, making some huge plays to uh, push it to overtime. Hopefully we get an overtime game. I think only one this season is correct. I think I was listening to the podcast and there it was only the one. And so in the regular season, an overtime game would be overtime. And then first person, first team to score is how we kind of end it quicker. In the playoffs, we go two minute overtimes until someone wins. So we have had triple overtime, I believe in Rhode Island, but definitely in Connecticut. So it's happened in playoff games. You know, triple overtime is our max, I'm pretty sure. And that's crazy enough because they're so short. So especially in a playoff game, but hopefully we get that. I do expect it to be close as well. Let's get to that other matchup. So like we talked about the second seed of Lob City and the third seed of Rhode Island Warriors. When those two teams faced off in week one, as we touched on, 52-point win by Lob City. I was doing math on the spot, 134 to 82. I'll pull up that box score in a second. Let's go back to Tim. You can make your pick and explain why, but also a key to this game, which also leads into who you're picking, I'm sure, as we, you know, even Lob City expects it to be different than it went in week one. I know they still expect to win. The result, they don't expect to be different, but I'm sure how they get there, they expect it to be different. Like we talked about, the Warriors have won seven in a row. Lob City, only two losses on the whole year. So that means they have seven wins as well. So there you go. Identical records coming in. Uh, Tim, a key and a pick for this semifinal. Uh, I would say key for this one. Based on last week's game, the Warriors turned over Sin City over and over. Uh, so I would say Lob City to have to limit their turnovers and limit the transition opportunities for Red Island Warriors because I believe that's when they're at their best. Um, I would say Lob City is a definite uptick in size to Sin City, so that will be another test for them. Um, so yeah, they're gonna have to keep them off the boards. Lob City actually isn't great offensively on the glass this year, but defensively they rank in the top half of the league and it's not hard to see why. Uh, Gion, I think is gonna have to have a play a big part in this game playing as a big, uh, as much as he can, honestly. And my pick this game is Lob City based on Jose's WWE surprise entrance last week. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I just think they have too much size. They have too much depth, but I really hope this is a good game. And I think the Warriors prove they can beat anyone and they should. Yeah, for sure. So we got a Lob City pick from Tim Aiden. Are we getting a rematch of last year? According to you, that's the question. I, I think so. Yes, I think we're gonna have a rematch. Um, like Tim said, the key to this game is going to be how the RI Warriors combat Lob City size, and we know Gion can play defense. We've seen him play defense, and obviously, I, I don't know if he'll go for ninety. He's gonna go for at least thirty plus. I would hope if Charles is there too, they're gonna be their main guys, but. 
I still think Lob City is going to win this game. Like you said, they met in week one, 52-point margin. That was nine weeks ago when this happens. Very different feel of the league. Now the RI Warriors, like you said, they're Owen. They went 0-2. They've won seven straight. Gion's had an incredible season. But again, Lob City, like Tim said, surprise entrance of Jose right there. Like I said, I saw a ghost. But again, I think we're gonna have a rematch. Lob City just ever like I said, everybody can score on that team like we've talked about before. Um, RI Warriors are gonna have a tough game. They need to see Gian score a lot, Charles score a lot, Hachi even score. And even Antonio, can he's able to score too. He's going to play their big man role, I believe. So it's going to be a tough matchup if he's guarding Nuri and Carl and even Cody sometimes just matchup-wise. But another key a key player, I think, in this game to keep going off is going to be Victor Cashew if he comes because he brings a different defensive presence and energy to the team. So I think he's a very key player if he comes in and it could change the game. I don't know if it will, but it could. And like if Lob City has their whole team they're I think they're unstoppable if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. And so, I mean, Victor, I remember looking at the stats from the quarterfinals when they played, he didn't have any points, but there were moments. And I mean, so sure we're watching the game so we can see he's out there, but there were moments when, he he made you know he was out there and that's not English but you knew he was out there because of his plays right he wasn't necessarily scoring and on this team he definitely doesn't have to as we've seen the entire season um but he has it in him let's put it that way so that could be a boost and he definitely makes his present felt and that that is kind of the the Greg Holt effect as well it's like oh yeah Greg's definitely here today there he is you know and sometimes in the regular season uh, so I'll stick on that I know Greg will have another impactful game and uh, we may be looking at a rematch and we'll see if one of the other two teams, the werewolves or the warriors can break through. And uh, yeah, we're they're dropping like flies, Aiden. It's me and you left, but that's all right. Um, we'll see if they can get in, see if they can get to the finals and it's one game. And so, you know, I know we, we'll, we'll carry it from last week, but anything is possible, right? I'll steal Cade's line. So we'll see. Semifinals take place on Tuesday, August 9th at seven and eight o'clock. We'll see Lob City and the Rhode Island Warriors at seven followed by the Duyez boys and werewolves at eight for Cade, Tim, who's back now. So I know he's struggling over there, but he made it. He made it. And Aiden, um, Joey, we're wrapping up the season. We'll have the semifinals, uh, like I said, on Tuesday. Next week, we're also going to have that all-star draft. So keep an eye out for more information on that. That's how we're going to release who is an all-star. And we're going to have PJ Thomas and Dan Ruggiero pick their teams. Uh, it won't be live because that just gets a little tricky, but we'll do it like this where it's a show. We'll release the show and you guys can watch it to find out who is an all-star and what team and what antics ensue from there. So uh, get ready for that. And then all-star night is the 23rd with the three-point dunk contest and all-star game. So guys, good job. Three post-game shows left, two. Yeah, all-star really doesn't get one. It's it's all right. After all-star, we're all just like, yeah, that was fun, but we're good. Uh, so two post-game shows left, including one live one. Surprise. We do it live at the final, so get ready. Uh, but, yeah, it's a sad time, guys. One down. There are four teams left. We'll see next week if we have a finals rematch or a different matchup. Thanks, guys, and thanks for watching.